Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Happy Easter. Happy Easter Sunday, day of Christ's rising. Well, that sounds dirty. He has risen. That, mm, mm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot today about the time that a customer said, it was Christmas time, and a customer said to my manager and me, he said, if you believe, he will come. And I don't know if they meant Jesus or Santa. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most confusing things that's oh, ever well. happened to me. But, I mean, you know, it, it's Honestly. a nice life advice. Uh-huh. Some of the things they come out with, I just, I need like a notebook to just be like, you literally you know should. Remembering that one forever. Honestly. Craziness. So how's your day been? What have you been up to? Well, it's been quite the novelty for me. Mm-hmm. Because normally I work every single Sunday, as you know. Um, but today is one of the three days a year that we were closed. So you only closed didn't... three days a year? Yep. Uh, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and Easter Sunday. Shit. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, being the 85-year-old that I am, took the opportunity to um, deep clean my room and water all the plants. Oh, God. And I did laundry as well. (laughs) No, that's cute though. Yeah. You went home, right? Yes, I went back to Cymru. That's Wales for all of our non-smart listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Like me? I was like, what's happening? Are you having a stroke? No. um, So yeah, I went back to Wales. Um, It was very nice. Saw my dog, got some mild sunburn on my face and drank a bottle of white wine in about an hour. I love that. Which was, it wasn't very good at all. It wasn't a wise Listen, decision. You've got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, but now I'm on some good old painkillers to kick off a headache. So <laughs> Great. <laughs> it is so hot here. It's, it, this, is, this is a very odd heat wave that we're experiencing and I'm not used to it or prepared. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I know, see, I do quite like it. I wasn't emotionally ready to have to get my disgusting pallid flesh out oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i've got i came downstairs today at home and i'd put i rolled the sleeves of my t-shirt up so that it was essentially a vest and i rolled my shorts i rolled my shorts up right up to upper thigh Oh, you slut. I got I maximum it. surface area out, covered it in suntan lotion, went and sat outside and my mum set. My mum literally looked at me and she was there like, you look like you've been prized out of a coffin. <laughs> I love her so much. I, was, I mean, to be fair, I, I reckon in the bright light of day, my skin looked blue. Oh, same. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was wearing um, shorts and I sat next to my mum outside and I stretched my legs out and she said, you look like a glow stick. <laughs> Thanks, mom. So supportive. Yeah. Oh god. It's because all my heritage is Irish and Scottish, yeah. so I we're, have no chance. We're as Celtic slash middle of England as they come. I know. We look like ghosts. That's why we're so spooky. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Wait. No talking of. This what? is grave digging, by the way. Oh shit! Yeah. We're really bad at this. The definitive <laughs> so death bad. podcast brought to you by what? It's our service again. Huh? Well, however you listen to your podcasts, that's how we're getting to your ears right now. Um, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. Um, Acast, if you're nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Acast, if you're nasty. (laughs) 
Um, we also, we went on a spooky date earlier this week. Oh my God, we did. And it was the best night. Wasn't it wonderful? I have listened to nothing but the soundtrack to Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street since we went to go and see Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. We had the best time. At the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, who's known as Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney! <laughs> I, I don't know any of the it, words. I should get more free tickets, is my theory. Okay, I'm down. It was at the Liverpool Everyman Theatre. If any of you are in or around Liverpool and you have a chance to go to the Everyman, you should. It is such a cool theatre. It's a, it's, a, it's a stage that's a circle. It's theatre in the round. And it's just really great. I mean, Bean was mm. a lot more prepared for the edginess of theatre in the round than I was. Yeah, but you knew what was happening plot-wise. I oh yeah, completely. I've, I've never listened to the soundtrack before or anything. I had no idea. I watched it. Like. I watched the film again today on Amazon Did you? Prime. <laughs> well, I because I came back I in. I came back it. in at about three p.m. because my face was already burnt, and I was like, like, yeah. well, can't do anything more to lose this nose, so I watched a film. Great. So, yeah. Excellent life choices there. Well done. Exactly. So, mm. um, anything else? I don't think so. Before Nothing we get balls deep in some me. death. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, not a lot happens with me either, to be honest. No. Um, okay. So, it is my turn this week. Yes. And are you ready? <laughs> what are you serving up today? Um... Uh, Mama Chef. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Sorry, this is another sidebar. Today, um, my mum was... Uh, this is going to sound insane. She was talking as if she were one of our chickens. Um, oh, God. Because my brother got up to go back into the house and um, his chicken started running across the garden and my mum was like oh no where's my daddy gone and I was like please don't call him daddy ever again <laughs> oh god it was so upsetting did she, did she do an accent for it or did she use her accent no it's hers oh god which so, is worse but yeah I mean where's your daddy gone no that was all <laughs> that's not what she says <laughs> anyway back to what we're supposed to be talking about yes um so today I'm going to talk to you about a little town called uh, Longyearbyen, I think is how it's pronounced. Longyearbyen. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Last week, what? you asked me if we could move there. Yes. Why, though? Is this the same topic? Well, if you be quiet, I'll tell you about Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Don't be quiet. Um, okay, so Longyearbyen is the largest settlement on the archipelago of Svalbard, uh, which is um, part of Norway. That's lying the wood. Not lying the wood. No. Sorry. That's <laughs> that's the where the polar bears come from in his dark materials. Where Norway? No, Svalbard. Really? I huh. well no. I it's either where they come from in that or where they really come from in um real life that David Attenborough show on Netflix. All right. Okay. So that's a fun <laughs> fact for you, everybody. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay, so it, it is a territory of Norway, but it's only 800 miles away from the North Pole. Like, it's not very close to the continental landmass of Norway okay. at all. Uh, in December 2015, the town's population was 2,144 people. Interesting. Which is 
very small indeed. It's actually the northernmost settlement in the world with a population of more than a thousand. Um, so it's generally considered to be the northernmost like proper town because there's lots of like um, research outposts and things like that that have about ten people that don't really count. Even more northern than but- Birmingham. <laughs> Yes, babe, we're more northern than Birmingham. So. Fair point. 70% of the households in Long Yubian are single person because most people go there for work and like leave their family on the mainland. Oh. There's a really high turnover population-wise. The average time that people live there is 6.3 years. So, interesting. you know, people aren't going there for the long haul. There's hardly any old people and there's hardly any teenagers either. Oh, God. It's mostly... The two littest yeah. age groups. Right? I know. So, a little bit about the town. It was established by John Monroe Longyear in around 1906. Mm. And it was initially established as a mining town for coal. Um, which, I mean, we're from the north, so mining town, can relate. Yeah, granddad was a miner. Um, yeah, my town where I live was... Um, assault mining town and um we did not think it through we pump, pumped a bunch of water in pumped the brine out left gigantic chasms and then half the town fell underground oh once, shit uh, uh-huh um so my granddad got trapped in a coal mine collapse really and he's still with us like he's still alive but he did yeah oh. he got trapped um knocked all his teeth out what? So he's got those nice ones where he can like pop them out and make himself look like a frog, and then when he puts them back in, he's got like a mouth. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I might use that as a key image. <laughs> oh God, please no, don't I won't do that, don't we? That'd be horrifying. But, yeah, but so we've got some connections to the underground. <laughs> the underground, <laughs> basically, dwarf. in the tube. Or I just meant like Lord of the Rings kind of underground where the miners live. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, so, in 1918, 11 people in Long Yabian died of Spanish flu. Oh. Which, isn't that so fucking wild that somewhere so remote got Spanish flu? That's weird. Like, there's definitely going to be an episode about that, by the way. I'll tell you where else got you know, Spanish flu. Everywhere. Dalton Abbey. <laughs> I cried like a bitch. I know you did. I did. <laughs> you big baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, in 1920, 26 men were killed in a mine explosion in Mine 40... No, in Mine 1. <laughs> I can't read my own Is notes. Mine 1 another town? No, it's the first mine. Oh, it's just because they've all got funny names, so I'm thinking, like, Mine 1 and Long No, <laughs> no Mine Number 1. Oh, okay. Um, so they then closed that mine. Um... A tourist industry started there in 1935 when the SS Lingen began calling regularly in the summer because the only way to get there at that time was by boat. It does have an airport now. Um, But yeah, this place is super remote. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, The whole archipelago of Svalbard was important during World War II as a supply chain for the Allied powers um, because it was like a great source of coal as well. Um, because of that, everyone was evacuated out of the town in about 1941. Okay. And then in September 1943, the town was bombarded by the Navy of Nazi Germany, which is called the Kriegsmarine. I don't speak German. 
And I'm sure that my dear friend Moana, who is German, is going to have a lot to say about that. Uh, <laughs> I want people to write in and tell us how wrong we are. No, of course, let's not. Um, so when the town or was bombarded, only four buildings survived. The hospital, the power station, a random office building, and one random house. Those dang Nazis. So, mm, they were, as the kids say, going through it. Mm. <laughs> um, so, it's a town. It has all your um, amenities, like a bowling alley. Okay. And a petrol station. Mm. And a burial ground. Okay. Okay, um, but there are 44 people buried there. So if you remember earlier, 26 men killed in the mine explosion, 11 people died of Spanish flu, that's 37. There's only seven others buried there. And the reason for that is, in 1950, they stopped using it. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Longyearbyen sees a permafrost. So that means that... Below ground, it never gets above freezing. So it can, so it's not always below freezing, kind of above ground. Okay. But it never gets warm enough that the underneath the surface warms up, basically. Okay. Their average highs in summer are 3 to 7 degrees Celsius, which is about 37 to 45 Fahrenheit. And then the average winter highs are minus 11 to minus 13, which is about 12 to 9 Fahrenheit. So it's really cold there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they have the midnight sun from 19th of April to 23rd of August, which is sexy. where the sun. Mm-mm. It's where the sun is visible for the full 24 hours in a day. Yeah, because I've seen like clips of that where it just like goes, like it goes in a wave, but it never goes below the horizon. Yeah. I think it would make me go absolutely insane. Yeah, probably. Your circadian rhythms would get so messed up. I don't know how people function. Just sunglasses, um, I imagine. <laughs> sure um and then they have a civil polar night which is from the 14th of november to the 29th of january um so that's where there's only like a faint glow of light visible at midday and it's basically dark all the time oh see that sounds ideal yeah that's why i mean i'm working on maybe turning into a bat or something i don't know <laughs> i'm sick of it especially today it's too hot and too sunny um don't you also think that humans are so fucking whack to settle in places like this? Well, yeah, because there's no real need to, is there? No. What is it that they're researching now? If Are they, are they still coal mining or what do they research? No, they don't coal mine anymore, I don't think. Um, is it all like magnetic fields and stuff they're researching? Well, I will tell you a little bit about some of what goes on today. Oh, okay. Um, But I just, like, I always think as well... Places that get really, really hot, like um, Arizona and stuff, where it's literally the desert. Mm. Why were we ever like, I know where we should live, here, because it's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And then my uncle lives in Dubai a lot of the time. He works there. Yeah. Um, And he was telling me that you can't go outside. Yeah, my uncle does business out there sometimes, and he, you just stay in like, tunnels to get around places like yeah that's what you made it sound like when you go into a shopping mall you don't really leave if you can no it doesn't make any sense to me but here's my question then when you've Mm -hmm. got these huge open expanses of desert why the heckin fuck haven't we filled them all with solar panels i know that's too expensive but also why haven't we done it honestly what 
I mean, it's because people don't care about climate change. This isn't going to get political. This is about death. Okay. <laughs> Great. Good to I know. I just had to remind myself. I was looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> Tell myself off. <laughs> All right, kinky. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it is cold as shit in this town. Um, and the sun doesn't, like, appear until usually around the 8th of March because it's shaded by the mountain. Oh, what's the mountain right? saying, the bitch? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, so all of that basically means that the bodies that were buried in the town were basically being refrigerated. Nah, shut the fuck up, so Spanish flu's still in there. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, so it's, it's, this, it's like a morgue, essentially. They don't decompose because it's so cold all the time. They've done the chironics, uh, but naturally. I don't think that's what it's called, is it? Cryonics? Isn't it cryonics? Cryogenics. Yeah, whatever it is. You know the one where you get frozen? <laughs> yeah, what did you say? I chironics. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Disney had it down to his fucking head. <laughs> cryogenics. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. The one I went through a very quite long phase of a few years really wanting done to me. Like when you die or just on a random Tuesday? No, when it gets a bit boring. <laughs> Once all the money runs Honestly. out. <laughs> sure, okay. Can relate. Um, so, because the town is so remote, they have a few kind of unique laws. There is a ban on cats. No one's allowed to have a cat. Fucking good. Which is a moot. I'm allergic to cats, so I'm all about that. I just think they look at me like they know that they're better than me. And I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, I've, I I find it really difficult to tell whether I'm not a cat person because I'm allergic or because I find the musical Cats by Andrew Lloyd Webber so absolutely mind-numbingly dull and bad that the very concept of a cat annoys me now. And I'm jealous <laughs> I can't pull off a leotard like they can. Oh, I know. Well, there's pictures of me when I was in it when I was 14. Have you seen those? Yeah, you showed me them at uni. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. That sure happened. Uh, the reason for the ban on cats is because there's a lot of kind of protected wildlife, especially birds and things oh, in the I area. See. So they don't want cats to be hunting them. I would just like to clarify um, to our five listeners that I have met cats I do like. And really? I have had fairly good relationships with said cats. So I'm not against them all as a species, just the majority. I am. Thank you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks for that PSA. Um, there are also restrictions on how much alcohol an individual is allowed to purchase on a monthly basis. Well, that's me. Gone. Thanks. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> I'm back. I wasn't actually able to find why that is. Um, but I guess... Is the air they thinner don't there? Probably. Can you get seshed and quicker? They don't have, like, a great police force or anything like that. So they don't want people to be, like, drunk and unruly, I suppose. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe I mean, they're just really uptight, like me. Maybe. But then, <laughs> hark up back to the last episode. If you neck a good old tot of whiskey, your heart works better in the cold. Supposedly. Well, exactly. So, I literally I literally wrote that in my notes. I've written, that seems mean. It's cold as shit. Let them have whiskey. <laughs> 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 and then um, the third unusual 
law that I found was that anybody who's going outside of the town, so into the mountains or anything, mm. has to take a gun with them. Oh. Would you like to guess why? Polar bears. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh my there god. A lot of polar bears there. So you have to take a gun and you have to know how to use it. See, I was um, saying this to our friend Henry the other night because I was watching the David Attenborough show on Netflix, Our Planet. It's absolutely iconic if you've never watched it. But still, I was watching the show and I was looking at it and I said, why are polar bears and leopard seals the most adorable animals that will fully rip your face off? I know, it makes no and sense. And like any normal bears. But, but like, but I think polar bears are the only ones that are hardwired. If they see a human, they'll eat it. Whereas other bears, yeah. will be, they'll like look at us, be a bit curious. And then if we fuck them off, they'll kill us, maybe not eat us. But polar yeah. bears, they'll go for you. And you know why? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. But like, it, it, there was a video where the guys were like filming the polar bears for, I think it was for our planet, in like a pod. And mm-hmm. one of the ones they were filming just went over and it was, it like caught his scent from a tiny little gap in the door and it was mm. rocking this thing to try and get to him to, I don't know, suck his oh, guts no. out. Like, Ew, I, I just, suck his guts out. <laughs> I, they're just adorable when you look at them. Yeah. But they're, you know. They don't play. Trained to kill. No. Not even trained. Hardwired. Just, yeah. Um. But yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Carry a gun. No, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so the reason that I am talking about the town today is because there is this idea that it's illegal to die there. Ooh. What I did find was that that is not actually true. Oh, okay. Um, it's a very popular misconception. The wording of it is quite misleading. It's not illegal to die. But there aren't any options for burial or anything like that. So if you are a resident there and you are terminally ill, generally people get flown out to Oslo to die. Oh, God. Uh, I know. Can you imagine? So burial was disallowed in 1950 because they discovered that the bodies of the residents that I mentioned before who died of the 1918 flu pandemic had not begun to decompose. What? Which is so scary. Can you imagine? Can, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know whether they dug them up for some reason or whether maybe... They came across them. As it, yeah, or it started to get warmer and they started to appear, if that can be a thing. But it just looking exactly the same. Mm. I don't like that. No. I don't fuck with that. Um, so you may be wondering, well, what's wrong with that? Uh, scientists feared that the corpses might contain live strains of the virus. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so what they did, which to me seems quite illogical, is in 1998, they actually exhumed them. And burnt them immediately, yes? No. Okay. Why would you be like, oh, we think this maybe has the live strain of one of the most deadly pandemics or one of the most deadly viruses history's ever seen? Let's dig it up. Yeah, let's bring it see. out. Let it defrost. Yeah, get that out. Wave it around a bit. No, it wasn't like that. Um, <laughs> a little bit about the guys who had the Spanish flu. Uh, so the 
professor who was in charge of this exhumation was called Dr. Kirsty Duncan. Right. And she found a diary kept by the coal mining company. Um, and she found the names of the seven men, 18 to 29 years old, um, farmers and fishermen who had just arrived to earn extra money at winter jobs in the mine. And they'd contracted flu on the boat trip from the mainland. And they died in the first week of October 1918. Okay. So she found the names of seven men, but it, I found other figures that said that 11 people died. But I'm assuming what happened was that just four more people caught it from those seven men. Right, yeah, that makes um, sense. Really, it's a miracle it didn't wipe the whole town out, but there you go. Well, yeah, it's a tiny-ass town. Mm-hmm. At the time, the American biologist Paul Ewald, Ewald, I don't know, um, build the expedition as one of the most dangerous things people have ever done. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. We have like been to the moon and shit, mm. so. But I, I get where he's coming from. It is an insane thing to do. Uh. So. They didn't actually find any live samples of the virus. Well, thank fuck for that. I know. Um, they did take a lot of precautions. So they had these massive, like, um, you know, like when there's a crime scene and they put those tents up around the body. Oh, like what they do when horses die at the races. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They had those. They were all wearing um, what they described as self-contained breathing apparatus. So basically, a scuba suit. Okay. Um, and they didn't actually like take the bodies out. They left them in the ground and they took samples from them. Things like tried to get some blood samples from their heart and things like oh. that. Which is gross and goth and I'm into it. Mm. <laughs> um, and then they sent the samples all around kind of to different places. Some of them came here to the US, to various countries. Um, but they didn't find any live samples. Interesting. Which is it's fucking lucky. Yeah, right? Um, the reason that they were doing that was because that they wanted to try and obviously study it. Because the thing is, we don't have any samples of it. So scientists can't study why it was so deadly, why it was so widespread, anything like that. So I get why they needed to do it. But at the same time, it feels not smart. No, it's definitely so, not intelligent. There are things no. I do believe that science just doesn't need to know the answers to because if they if you try, it's just opening up a can of worms that doesn't need to be opened up. Yeah, and I found another article that was from, I think, about 2001, 2002, where there was um, an outbreak of avian flu. Oh, burbs. And at the same time... Pardon? Burbs. Burbs, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they were talking about exhuming more bodies again. And they were saying, well, if the virus gets out, especially with the avian flu going around, it could kind of combine with that and mutate. And then what are we going to do? Oh, my God, we'd have Spanish bird flu. Exactly. <laughs> so, Chicane. yeah. It... Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you like this? We'd just have, like, <laughs> flu de pollo. That would be chicken flu. Yes, well done. Um, flu de turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not right. No, I've got no idea, but still. Wow. No. Spanish bird flu would not be good. No, it's very bad. Um, Spanish bird flu in your feet and mouth. 
That's if it combined with foot and mouth disease. Ew. <laughs> That's so gross. You sounded like um, Dan Levy then. Thank you. Ew. What a compliment. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's fairly obvious why it's not actually illegal to die there. Because how are you supposed to punish that? Well, you know that's I mean? very interesting. You, yes, yeah. There's no... What are you going to do? Kill them again? Oh my God. <laughs> There's a good story I could do when I eventually come to do the, um, I feel like the Catholic ones might have to be a series, you know, because there's a load of good stuff. Mm. But there's one about um, a Pope who was tried after he died for a crime. That's that's crazy But, like, they exhumed his body and took him to a courtroom. Really? Yeah. That's the most Catholic thing I've ever heard Isn't in it? my life. <laughs> I love that. Um... I mean, I guess maybe you would, if you you could, like, fine... The family. ...them, yeah, but it, that's stupid. Uh, the town has, like, a really, really tiny hospital that can't handle shit, basically. Most um, pregnant women, there aren't many, but if there are, they tend to go to the mainland to give birth as well because they just can't. I think it's like a, we'll put a plaster on you... <laughs> On a, that's on a nine month pregnant woman. His no, plaster. like no, as in that's about all the hospitals equipped to deal with. Right, okay, I understand. Um, is it polar yeah. bears in nurse outfits? It certainly is. <laughs> yep, <laughs> there is a very high mortality rate in the hospital because they do, in fact, just eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> People actually do get killed by polar bears there See, quite a lot. Is that death illegal? Well, no. Have they committed a crime <laughs> by being killed by a polar bear? No, but with the body, you can't bury it. You're not allowed to. Uh, well, you I don't can... think you'd have a chance if a polar bear mauled your face off. Exactly. How do you bury think... one rib? <laughs> Ew. Um, you, you are allowed to bury an urn, but I don't think they have any cremation facilities there. So was... you would have to fly the body to the mainland, yeah. get cremated, and then bring it back to bury it. Oh, what a load which of feels shite. like a lot of effort, yeah. right? Um, so there is someone who is an information advisor for Svalbard. Ooh. And their name is Bear with me. Uh Liv Asta Erdegard, I think. I don't speak Norwegian. I, like that I don't name, know. Though. Yeah. And they said that all inhabitants in Longyearbyen have to keep an address on the mainland. Um, and when they get old and need help and nursing from the society, they have to move back to the mainland. Oh. So that's how they avoid having like old people die there. Interesting. There was, a few years ago, there was an avalanche which killed two people. Um, I wasn't able to find what they did with them. But there are no burial facilities, so... Well, I mean, the avalanche does the job of burying, surely. I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you just leave people buried in an avalanche, though. No, you're probably right. Mm. I also... This is very random and actually has nothing to do with death whatsoever. But I got very into researching this town. So, as of 2014, Thai people were the second largest group of residents after Norwegians. Oh, there's, so the population's about 2,000. There are 120 Thai people. 
Um, they first came to Svalbard when men brought their wives from Thailand during the 1970s. Oh. So there's an article in Russia today that stated that a Thai uh, emigre <laughs> were... <laughs> It is like a like a I think it's like an immigrant. I just a fancy way of saying immigrant. <laughs> I don't what? know. What did, you, what did you say? It's emigre, but there's um like dashes on both of the e's. Oh God! No, that was funny the way, the way you just said it. I'm sorry. I've got the giggles <laughs> it's a, tonight. Listen, it's a quote. Okay, emigre. Write this. Yeah. Yes. Um. She. Married a man and arrived in Svalbard in the 1980s and became the founder of the Thai community in Longyearbyen and the unofficial president of that uh, oh, no, I love that Thai community. Uh, in 2006, most of the Thai residents worked as cleaners. And um, as of 2011, most stay for terms of two to three years to save funds. Can you imagine? It is so hot and humid in Thailand and then you're going to move to this place where it's so fucking cold. Yeah, that is odd, isn't it? Yeah, I would not. No, thanks. They, um, But they do hold a festival each November and the community does have a Thai restaurant and supermarket. <gasps> so they're eating good nice. in the neighbourhood. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake! Yes. Yes, they are. Um, Can you keep chickens in Long Yerbien? Uh, There's no rule against it, but I don't think practically you could. Well, how are they getting Thai chicken satay with a peanut butter dip? (laughs) Maybe you could. I don't know. But they... I don't think chickens enjoy permafrost very much. No, Um, they also don't enjoy being made into chicken satay sticks, I imagine. No, they don't. That's very true. Mm -hmm, True. Um, Most... There's a a lot of dogs there. (gasps) Like, a lot. Because they have... Yeah, because they have sled dogs. Oh, my God. Of course they do. Mm -hmm. So, most people actually get around with via snowmobile okay rather than a car there's actually more registered snowmobiles than there are people (laughs) that's cool um but yeah they also have a lot of dogs and they do kind of sledding and things like that which this is my dream okay it's dark all the time um and there's just dogs everywhere and that's all i want in my life and some chicken city sticks no i'm famously a vegetarian oh shit yeah you are (laughs) <laughs> sorry that's okay uh, another interesting thing about Svalbard uh, is that there is located there this thing um, I'm going to try and find the actual name of it hang on one sec I, uh, it's called the Seed Vault <gasps> the, the Global Seed Vault no that's cool as fuck yeah and it's a fail safe seed storage facility where they have one seed at least of eat of kind of each plant or as close as they can get. Yeah, no, that's so, genuinely the cool one of the coolest ideas the humans ever had. Yeah, so it says worldwide more than seventeen hundred gene banks hold collections of food crops for safekeeping. Yet many of these are vulnerable, exposed not only to natural catastrophes and war, but also to avoidable disasters such as poor management. Maybe. Um. And a poorly functioning freezer, right? But in Svalbard, there's the permafrost. So it's buried into the side of the mountain. So they don't even need a freezer because it's it's just is that cold. Um, So they have thousands and thousands of different types of 
seeds, um, which is the point of that is the world's food supply basically well yeah in cases um, like a plague or a big old famine yeah. or a big old nuclear war all of which are probably gonna happen very soon can't fucking wait but then we've yep. got a seed bank we sure do look at us go um is that like so a, is it a global investment has have every country put something towards that or is it literally like so. the property of norway well i assume it's the property of norway just because it is there but i think it is like a I can't imagine the Norwegians being a selfish people when it came to repopulating the world with plants. Yeah. It says, The seed vault has the capacity to store 4.5 million varieties of crops. Each variety... Is there that many? Each variety will contain on average 500 seeds, so a maximum of 2.5 billion seeds may be stored in the vault. That's so cool. At the moment, there's 968,000 samples there, originating from almost every country in the world. Um, which is pretty awesome. I hope they've got apricots. (laughs) Of course they've got apricots! (laughs) Why would they not have apricots? I don't know, I just do like an apricot yoghurt. Obviously after nuclear Armageddon, you you know what you want, and I think I'd want apricot. Really? And I hope they've got juniper berries. Why? Oh, gin. Yeah. Okay. You know my brand. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody does. It's <laughs> <a> tragic. <laughs> oh, this is something cool as well. So I'll post some pictures or a video if I can find one Ooh. of the seed vault. There is this thing. Uh, I don't know if it's a law or just like a rule in Norway, but every public building has to have art. Oh. So the seed vault, it's like this wedge in the side of the mountain. Oh, it looks miserable, it has doesn't this- it? Yeah, it's like grey concrete, but it has this really cool light display on it. Oh. It has to have art. Um, which, it just, it looks really cool. It's a amazing Does it say, like, seeds are No, it doesn't, but I wish it did. <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah, like, like in New York or something. <gasps> no, some, there'd like, be two neon... big spotlights that shine up into the sky. And it's, yeah. and it's just like a sunflower seed, like the bat symbol for Batman. But it'd be a sunflower <laughs> seed. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Or I'm so into that. Of an apricot. No, I'll get oh over the apricots God. now. I've literally never heard you mention apricots before. Ever. I don't I've have never to seen tell you, eat you one. everything. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um but are you ready for the uh the bad news? Oh god. So, as we those of us with a brain are aware, it's global warming is happening. Oh, yeah, of course. So um, the seed vault is actually jeopardised. What, because... our one way to keep apricots? <laughs> it's not the only way to keep apricots. <laughs> apricots are not in danger. Please calm down about apricots. <laughs> but yeah, the seed vault, the it's it's warming up, basically. So have they, so not, now have they... they not kitted out the seed vault with fridges? No, it does. It does, it, it does have... Obviously, it just has the natural assistance of permafrost. Exactly. And the whole point of it was that all the other ones are susceptible to if there's like a power cut or something or something happens, whereas this one didn't need it because it wasn't relying on any electricity or anything Mm. to maintain the temperature. But now it is. Also, I am looking on Google at the seed vault and you know how Google has like reviews and things like that? Oh, God. And... There's one, and it has questions and answers. 
So here's a question that someone said on Google. Is there marijuana seeds? <laughs> and the answer is, I hope so. <laughs> yes, there are 420 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, But they are about to spend $13 million um, to upgrade it. See, no, to me, that's a valid investment. Yeah, because the Svalbard, the Svalbard, um, Svalbard. the archipelago is warming faster than anywhere else on Earth. This is what David Attenborough said. Yeah, I, I think, and that, I might have made this up, but I think I've read somewhere that in the last 30 years, the average temperature there has risen by about six degrees. It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the fastest is a lot. temperature rise that they're seeing at the moment with climate change. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that also ties in with the whole burial thing, because obviously the permafrost is keeping them refrigerated. But if they then thaw, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, so. you know, yet another reason we shouldn't let the planet boil itself to death is Spanish flu will make a comeback. I mean, not that it will matter, but... No, you make a fair point. Still not Let's hope we idea. completely boil the planet to the point past where the disease can come back and it like kills the bacteria because the bacteria can't adapt let's hope we get there let's just turn the thing into a fireball i mean we could just like just just not i agree just not melt the planet or have spanish flu would be my personal preference just keep giving up straws kids (laughs) while the billionaires keep using petrol you give up your straws don't, don't i can't deal with it um, like today when it's been so warm and everyone's like oh it's so warm and it's only April and I'm like ha the earth is dying yeah literally my <laughs> mum and dad were there like oh this weather's glorious isn't it I was there like in fucking April yeah, are you nope, sure I'm having a crisis because <laughs> <laughs> they're like you should, yeah. you should count your blessings it's never this warm and I'm like oh yeah count them on the six months we've got left before the planet explodes <laughs> fuck my life oh god um yeah, that's basically all I have. Well, do you know I what? No, that's, that's, so that's been really good. Thanks. That's fascinating. Yeah. Fuck, I sounded northern then. Let's redo that. That's fascinating. You. <laughs> there we go. That didn't sound like you. Okay, right. That's fascinating. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overthinking it now. I'll just use the first one. I'm keeping all of this in. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was very well researched. Yeah. Very Isn't interesting. It just, it's crazy to me. Like... You you get sick and they're like, oh, you have to go. <laughs> you can't die here. Well, that's true. I mean, you love a winter flu. What? Like, you always get them. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very frail. Because <laughs> <laughs> you still go and get, like, your flu shots, but you get yeah. the flu. Well, I didn't get the flu. Well, you got some in. I, I got a very persistent cold. Oh, okay. For about seven months <laughs> this is why if we have any expectant mothers in listening to this or recent mothers or mothers of anyone up to a toddler age let your kid occasionally eat mud oh my god because i used to eat mud as a child and i think i've got quite a strong constitution you have you're never ill i and if i if i get taken down when by you something, are it takes you out yeah, if i get taken down by something i'm taken down for about a week or two and I'll do everything I'll do my ginger wellness shots to try and kill it while it's still in my throat then it'll go to my head then it'll give me that really sexy singing voice then <laughs> after then I go into full on plague mode where I'm dead 
Yeah. Well, recently you had that cold. I did. And, and you it ripped. I mean, didn't cope well. But I got a sore throat. But then after that, my like nose was still blocked for like two, three weeks after I got over the rest mm-hmm. of the cold, which baffles me. But then that's, that's me done life. for like a year now. I should think. Yeah. I should hope. I will get a cold, be all right for two days, and then get another cold. You could think about getting a cold, and you'll probably get one. Probably, yeah. Love that. Your body's just there like, oh, is it time again? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's your body's like, we've got enough going on here. (laughs) (laughs) My body, (laughs) a cold tries to get in, tries to settle down, and it burns its feet on just alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I'm not staying here. Fuck off. (laughs) Love that. Oh, well, is it time for our Darwin Award then? I believe it is, yeah. Oh, everybody, fasten your seatbelts. Because this one is interesting. I'm scared for what this is going to mm. be. Right. What was that? It's me sitting up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> oh my God. Let's throw it back to New York City on the 6th of November, 1816. Oh. Mm-hmm. A founding father... Of the United States. So, you know, one of the founding Alexander fathers. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. It was Sorry. Governor... A founding father without a father. Governor Morris. It's spelt the French way. Emigre. bien. I chose this one because there's foreign words. No, I didn't. Let's try and not keep them on theme. Right, so, Gouverneur Morris, I assume... <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume it's Governor Morris, but it's spelled a French way, so I'm giving him a All French. Right. Okay. You do you, man. Sure. He was a signatory to the Articles of Confederation and the United States Constitution. Mm-hmm. So, this guy wrote the preamble to the Constitution. Preamble, to me, just makes it sound like a load of faff, but does is a preamble like a prologue? I guess so. Because yeah, like a preamble makes it just sound like it's a load of guff that doesn't. It need does. To be it there. does sound like yeah. Um, he was just wittering on. Yeah. So he wrote the preamble to the Constitution and has been called since the penman of the Constitution. Um, okay. I'd argue Quillman, but that's just me. I don't know if they have <laughs> pens. This intelligent and influential man died in New York City from an infection. Where do you think the infection was, Rebecca? Where do I think it was? Yes. Like on his body? Yeah. I bet it was somewhat gross, wasn't it? You'd find it gross. Is it his feet? No, it was his cock. <laughs> what do you think caused his infection? Oh, I'm scared. Like herpes? No. What did he fuck? You're close. He died from an infection caused by shoving a whalebone into his urethra. Why? Oh, capping. Oh. <laughs> why? How? I'll tell you. Why? I'll tell you. Why do you clear a blockage by shoving something else in there? Because, oh my God. well, I mean, you know, no, <laughs> there's no justifiable reason. But so he's got this. I don't understand. He's got a blockage. Yeah. I don't know what that he means. He sure does now. Well, yeah, it's it's um it's very very much up there. So <laughs> the the blockage 
was... Stop saying bondage. <laughs> okay. So Benjamin Franklin, in 1752, invented what is called the flexible catheter. Oh, why? Made from whalebone. And that was to help his brother who suffered from bladder stones. Oh, God. That's... I mean, bladder stones anyway is rough, but in the 18th century, absolutely not. And he cited a 1720s inventor on his catheter. So, like, the one he invented was previously invented, but Benjamin Franklin, you know, made it his own. Didn't he do that a lot? I think so. Was he the one who made the light bulb? Didn't he steal other... No, that was Edison. Oh, right. Didn't he steal other people's inventions? That might have been Edison. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, flexible catheters were common in medical use, but... What other use would it be? Obviously, they're common in medical use. Yeah, but Governor Maury, our friend with the whalebone up his cock, has read, obviously, about flexible catheters and thought, do you know what? I've got this whalebone handy. I'll try and do the same thing. Why, though? So he didn't go and see a doctor and um, whacked it up there, got himself a big old infection, died from it. I assume it's something like septicemia or something, isn't it? And then he's buried at St. Anne's Church in the Bronx. I hate everything about that. It's weird, isn't it? And some of the best, some of, there are some good comments. The top comment is the most unfortunate victim of a cock block. (laughs) (laughs) For God's sake. Or penman of the constitution. Peen man, more like it. Oh my God, that's so dumb. Did you write that one? No. This has taken Mm -hmm. Moby Dick to a whole new level. That wasn't that good. Uh, ML McKay. Get back home. (laughs) Oh wow, (laughs) call him out. (laughs) I just, why? The things that people did. We're going to have to do an episode on it. I think just, what, just like a full-on Darwin Award one? No, like um, insane medical ideas, like treatments. Can we? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why would you be like, I know what I'll do, whalebone? Well, I suppose if he's got a wife with a corset and he can take a whalebone out of it. Do you think that's where they got it from? What, do we think that's where he got the whalebone from? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could pro- back in the day, you could probably go to a market. Yeah. And just be like, hey, do you reckon that'll fit up my, my jap? <laughs> uh, stop saying jap. <laughs> You've said it to me so many times today. I have. But yeah, this was, it wasn't it a weird one. Yeah, that's... People, I think you just had to sort of look at anything and you'd immediately get an infection and die back then yeah and i think i feel like everybody died of an infection it's just this wasn't a lot of sterilization was there no especially of a whalebone it just makes me why it makes me very unhappy because i'd i'd love to go back in time but even me and you've seen my flat it (laughs) i would class myself as a bit of a clean freak like i love the smell of bleach (laughs) <laughs> I don't think those are the same thing. <laughs> but, okay. But no, I do like things clean, apart from when I mm. wash chicken in the sink. Oh. But. Let's not start that again. It's just, I I would love to go back in time to see, like, these people write the American Constitution and all that. 
you know, show them a picture of Donald Trump, be like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. But I'd catch every disease because I'd like touch a windowsill and next thing I know my finger's burnt off. Yeah, it's gross. Mm. I'd also like to How go back to Tudor times because they only had like one bath a week, didn't they? And that's a mood. I mean, you know you can just do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's stopping you? Well, just the fact I do like a daily shower. Well then. But what's I, the problem? I know, but I'd like to go back and just see if they did stink. Obviously they did. But when you read about when you learn about it in history class and stuff, when you're like in primary school, they don't say they smell. Yeah, they do. Do they? Have you never read horrible histories? Yeah, but that's like the poor people. No, but nobody had any teeth. I want to go back nobody to Elizabeth the first court and just be there like, what, what are you smelling like, Lizzie? That's why we have perfume. Oh, that's true, that's actually. literally why. Because they used to carry shit around with them to disguise that they all smelled like corpses. <laughs> Repulsive. We should do that. Do... Oh, should we do a like a like an episode, a short one, just being like, "What's the best smell to cover up death?" <laughs> yes, great um, material for a podcast all about smells. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Didn't think the of subject that. likes a fragrance. <laughs> oh, but no, oh, this has God. been a pleasure. I don't know how much of that we're going to cut. So, <laughs> <laughs> most of it probably. <laughs> So I will be sharing on Twitter this next week. Um, We will do a poll. I don't quite know how we're going to word the poll this time around, but we'll figure it out. Um, But I'll share some pictures. I did also find uh, a really gorgeous video of Long Yibian. Um, Some guy went there, um, but it's really, really nice. It's like a cool YouTube travel vlog. Yeah. There's There's a lot of drone footage. Oh, yeah. That's ideal. I like it when they yeah. start off slow and then speed up. Yes. Oh, do you? <laughs> With a drone. Uh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'll share that. And then obviously on Instagram, we have our theme going at the moment. Um, still waiting some, for some fan art, guys. So whenever you're ready. I'm waiting for you to draw something. I am too, but also I just get tired and drunk all the time. <laughs> What a mood. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously the Instagram will be a popping. We'll post the key images there as well as an episode specific graphic and then a quote that we both choose as, you know, being somewhat funny. And also one that somebody, i.e. M, posts on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anyone else wants to do a live tweet while they listen... We are very much interested to read the quotes that you pull out and find funny. We think that we're so funny. So we love that validation yeah. when other people also think that we're so funny. I mean, um, we... I, I'm more Sorry. modest than Bean. <laughs> okay. In what universe? <laughs> Somebody fucking um... email us, please. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Dad? email? Throw that name out. Gravediggingpod at gmail.com. That's gravediggingpod at gmail.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this <laughs> is criminal. <laughs> I've never even listened to that. That was just my Google voice. Oh, okay. 
I liked it. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GraveDiggingPod. Was that? Right? I don't like it when you do that. Yeah, it's it's it scares me. Why? Because it's not your voice. Well, yeah, but like neither's any accent I fucking do. No, I know, and they freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. So I need to add that to the accent list of me doing an episode or half of an episode in it. Oh God! Okay. How many people have been killed by Siri? <gasps> uh, that's an episode oh. idea Oh, okay. that's going to give me nightmares yeah might disable it <laughs> <laughs> I have decided my theme for next week but I don't know whether to do with you and keep it a surprise okay do what you want man whatever makes you happy sick ting <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, well have a wonderful week everyone thank you not oh. you I don't care about you <laughs> <laughs> no it's been a pleasure this has been great So just remember, everyone, death is inevitable. And it's also quite sexy. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.